What's up, brother? What's new? How's it going? Um, nothing much. Nothing much. Uh, same as like kind of what I've been telling you last night. Um, I'm chilling in London. I have nothing to do really with my time, so I make music <laughs> all day long. And whenever I have my classes, I go to class. And besides that, I, I occasionally make myself a cocktail or two because it is it is legal to drink here. So yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's gonna be a. A, a cool part about living in Europe is the the drinking age is not twenty one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, all I'm saying is if you teach responsibility younger, people will get it faster. <laughs> oh yeah, I wish that was like a. I wish that was the same here in the U.S. But you know that doesn't. Mm-hmm. Sadly, that's not how it works. Yeah, but... I mean, I mean, there's actually no evidence that points to it being safer. But like, if you if you look at like. Uh, a country which like England versus um, like a country like America. America has got a lot more. I, actually, I don't. I, the last time I did this, by the way, I did like this for my research project back yeah. in like junior year or something like that. Um, maybe it wasn't a research project. It was something like that. But um, <laughs> yeah. So I remember looking at the fact and being like, Britain has younger or less younger drunk drivers get like into accidents or fatal car crashes or anything like that than America does. I was like, oh, well, that kind of makes sense because you teach your kids not to go driving after they drink versus in America, yeah. we teach them not to drink. So, Exactly. And it's also like I think in, in Europe, because my, my parents are from Europe as well, it's like they, they teach you how to drink like responsibly. Yeah. Like you're not like, you know, because like nobody in, in the U.S. is like, oh, yeah, you know, you can have a sip and be fine or you can have like a couple glasses and be okay it's like yeah, no, dude, I, the way I, you I, learn it's like if you've had it like one drink like i i know that like some english people will be like my dad goes out for a drink and then he drives back after but that's like one pint or something like that yeah and that's not like and then he's been doing it his entire life right that's different exactly from a 18 year old dude that just got his driver's license hasn't been driving hasn't had any drinks in his system ever and then decides to go get smashed so that's that's exactly exactly. So like you know, I think it's that's there's like a big difference, and I think teaching is like one of the biggest things. Yeah. Like you got to understand is like, you know, here's the thing is um you know there there's two things. I think one it's like you got to understand from the older people like your parents saying hey, you know it's okay to drink like responsibly. Don't get like freaking blackout drunk and and not remember anything and do like something crazy, but. I think in the UK is like just for an example, like kids are drinking at a young age, but they're not like getting plastered. I mean, maybe they are, but, but they're not getting like crazy plastered. I don't think, know? I don't think it's like, I, that's another thing that was like kind of in my study. And I know this is like just dumb school shit, but like, yeah. And so like, uh, it showed that like Americans drink, like binge drink, like, and by binge drinking, that means consuming more than like 10 drinks in the span of two hours. That's right. binge drinking. Cause you're, aggressively drinking right to the point where you'll you throw up or you'll like just fucking pass out or have like blood alcohol poisoning and shit like that versus here it's like i feel like you got drunk once you threw up and you're like i'm never doing that again and then do that again but like it's just like the same thing <laughs> yeah but i think like, you you know like you're like okay this is my limit mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. in the u.s it's like i'm always you're someone's always trying to push their limit to like oh yeah you know i, I got you know blackout don't remember shit yeah and then the next time it's like oh yeah i ended up in the hospital it's like well, what is the point 
And it's yeah. always competitive. Like that's another thing. Like people, people nowadays are all competitive. It's all about comparing yourself, and I think that's one of the worst things you can do. Yeah, I mean, you know, for me personally, and this is like just me, and this isn't like everybody, but you know, when I was when I, like first semester of college again, you know, I was going out and I was getting time, and like you know, I, I was drinking on like a, a weekly basis, and then second semester, I was like, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. Like this was just not for me. Like I, mean, I was like, you know. Yeah, I mean, like I personally found that earlier on because like I went through like high school, everyone was drinking and shit like that, and I kind of like shall we say found alternatives when I was on Accutane. Um, right. Yeah. Because like I couldn't drink on Accutane or like if you do it, like it doubles the amount because your liver is basically using half its itself to like take care of the Accutane and like reset the oil system in your body. Um, right. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I found like a, a completely different world in smoking and doing stuff like that and not cigarettes, by the way. Um, but like, (laughs) but like in general, it just, it it was a helpful escape for me because I was a very anxious person. I felt I had to do things for other people and I'm not encouraging anyone or condoning anyone to do anything like that or any way of any sort. I'm just saying like people all are different in different ways. Like if drinking's for you, drinking's for you. But I found out pretty early on that drinking was not for me and I kind of knew that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, drinking, I I think there's like a very big difference between, you know, smoking weed and drinking. I think drinking is more of like, I mean, it, they're both kind of escapes, but drinking is like a very big escape because you, your brain just shuts down and you forget everything that happened, you know, the, the past six or seven hours. Uh, you know, it opens up a part of your brain that you don't see on a daily basis yeah. and you're doing stuff that you wouldn't do. Like, I know a lot of people say that like their confidence comes through and they're like, oh yeah, you know, my confidence. But that's because you're just uh, not as cognitive. Like you're not as aware right. of yourself. And that's like, and so- like with smoking, I find that it's like it, I have people. It's all dependent on each person. That's why I say it's like each individual, right? I find that I have friends that are like, "This affects me more than drinking." And I'm like, "That's fair, probably because you've been drinking more than like you've been smoking, and I've been smoking more than you've been drinking." Kind of situation. Right. But either way, I've always kind of like found that no matter like like if you show people like I, I, I've never I've I've tried to show people a good side of drinking but I can't find a good side of drinking you know what I mean there's no there's <laughs> no there's no good side I mean like, you know. maybe a drink like sharing a drink at a dinner or something like that and you get a little buzzed like that's maybe the good side you can teach right and show that like that's where you want to be but like there was never like a point where I was like this helps with my anxiety this helps with me yeah. going to bed like I have sleep paralysis occasionally and mm-hmm. like that is already enough as it is. Like I, I want to just be able to fall asleep without thinking about it, and I don't want to drink to do that sometimes. You know what I mean? Right, right. But like, and I think that yeah, yeah no, I think that's a hundred percent. Because there's like, I think the issue is with with alcohol is like, there's there's always like a tipping point, or like there's always like a point where it's like you know you feel good and you know you're gonna be fine, but then you're just in the active <laughs> mode where you just drink, you just drink another you know water too and then and then you dude I, i'm not gonna lie there's times where it's just like you get into that mood and and you you're like i'll be fine i can't, I can't, I can't tell you how many times yeah i've looked at myself and i went one more shot i've drank like half the bottle of tequila yeah i know like, it's 
And that's where you lose it. That's I mean, where you lose it. Because then I wake up and the bottle's empty. And I was looking at it. I'm like, I, I did not mean to finish a bottle of tequila. And then I go throw up for the exactly. morning. Like for the rest of the morning. Exactly. <laughs> I can, I can you know, tell you 100% in the, all the times I've been high, I've never once gone and felt shitty afterwards. Felt like I needed it afterwards. Felt like I never wanted to do it again afterwards. I literally just like, I, I, I get up and like move on with my day. Nothing else happened. Exactly. And I think, I think that's like, you know, I, I had a, uh, I had a roommate uh, that was like very big into smoking because he, similar to you, he had like, you know, a lot of anxiety and it was hard for him to fall asleep. So he would smoke before bed so he could fall asleep easily. Um, and he was like, you know, I never, you know, when people say, oh, you smoke weed, like what's wrong with you? He's like, no, I actually, I mean, I'm not condoning it, but I'm saying if you have some, if you have some sort of anxiety or, you know, for example, when you're case xander like sleep paralysis or something yeah. like, smoking weed isn't isn't terrible it just it just calms you the fuck but down. you also gotta be I mean, oh, you gotta be honest with the relationship as well that's like, that goes yeah with exactly. exactly that goes with anything and i i definitely have my moments where i i do slip out and i feel like i'm i'm definitely a young kid and like doing stuff that i shouldn't be doing all the time but i'm like I, i'm like as long as i still feel in control as long as like I, when i don't have access to the things that i I enjoy doing. I'm not like craving it. You know what I mean? I'm not like, oh, I exactly. need this. So it's the way I function. There's like, right. there's understanding a healthy relationship. And that goes with literally everything. That goes with everything. Right. That's not just smoking. That's like, that could be your favorite food. Like, you ever see My Strange Addiction? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, those people are crazy. <laughs> Dude, those people are nuts. That's like, that's like, that's a whole nother level of, you know, yeah, but it's also like addiction. it's like deep down like, personal issues that they root it to. So they're like, yeah, my mom died, and, yeah. and the last thing she gave me was tartar sauce. Now all I eat is, is tartar yeah, sauce. Yeah, and they're like, mean, they're like, whoa, <laughs> I can't laugh at this. But what? <laughs> no, it's it, but it is true. You know, it, it, there's there's got to be uh, a give and take. I give to understand that, like. You know, obviously you don't want to abuse it because it is a drug, but you want to have a, as you said, like a healthy relationship because you know that it's, you know, it helps you go to sleep. It can help you calm down. You know, I had, there's no reason to shy away from something that you like, especially if like you're trying to battle with an addiction, like exactly. admitting the fact that you like this thing, like it so much that you can't let go of it. That is one of those things you kind of have to like actually face the facts with and like sometimes deal with right there exactly you know it, it was you know i had uh my roommate um you know this was i'm not gonna send you names yeah, because course, i don't need to send you names but um you know he was very addicted to vaping and oh, juuling I mean, like I fully <laughs> who was it I mean, which is who fine i'm not saying who wasn't like i mean who wasn't everybody's but i think like for him, and I saw this because, you know, I was just a roommate. I was, I was sitting there, um, you know, next to him, literally like six or seven feet away. And, you know, I remember one time he tried to, he, he like went cold turkey, like was like, you know what? The, literally, this is like three days before our finals, which I don't think was a smart idea yeah. in his part. It was like three days before our finals. Like he goes, Gabe, I'm going cold turkey. Threw out all his vapes, all his jewels, all his paws. Everything was out in the trash. He took it downstairs, threw in the dumpster. I kid you not. Three hours in, the the motherfucker was shaking like a rag doll. Like, like he was like, he was like, oh my god! Like he 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 flunked 
like two of his finals. Thankfully, he did uh, well in his other two. But like he was, she like we we and like two days after our finals, we were driving back home. But like it was like you would think that something like you thought he was like dying, and I was like, "Are you okay?" He's like, "I'm just going through withdrawal," and like I never understood it because like you know I never was big into drooling or vaping, so I kind of I didn't I didn't know the full story or what was going on. But he was like freaking out, and I was like, "Like from anything?" Like because like that could. That could be yeah. like uh, if you don't work out like all the time. I've seen you like do the, like your fitness page and shit, and like I'm super. Yeah, well, for, yeah, like so I'm super f- into that. But like yeah, for me, when I don't like it, I can tell. Like you know what I mean? Like my body feels weird. Oh, and oh, like I'm, I'm, and 100%. you see yourself like getting smaller, and you're like, wait, what the fuck's going on? Like, yeah, no, I think it's for so for me, like fitness is a, an exercise in general has always been my outlet. Um, and then recently, a couple of months ago. Uh, I think it was like October or something. I suffered like a really bad back yeah. injury. And so I was out, you know, I went to the, to the doctor and he was like, yeah, your, your back is just fucked for like a month. And I was like, shit. So I couldn't work out. I couldn't do like anything that I usually do as you see on my yeah, fitness yeah. channel. And it was just like, I was just beyond myself. Like I was like, just, I, I need to work out, but I couldn't work out. And I was like, you know, I thought I was losing like so much weight and it was just like that for me is like probably my one example of, of withdrawal was like just not being able to work out. And like, obviously it's not, it's not as big, like, it's a, there's, it's there's two a chemical things. reaction that happens with different like substances and like what you actually take versus like how, and like, if it's, if it's simple, if it's supplementing a, um, a chemical in your brain, like dopamine or any feel good chemicals like that and shit like that, then there will be like a harsher withdrawal, but like working out does still supply that. So when you don't have that as much, yeah. you can't do that. When you can't give yourself that, that boost of like serotonin and dopamine from working out then like, and feeling good about doing that, then it's like you start to experience a sense of withdrawal. So. Exactly. And it, it, it's, it's tough because, you know, I mean, as I said, like there, it's two different things like, you know, um, you know, for example, like, you know, if you're go if you, if you're trying to get off, uh, like a specific drug or something that is completely different from, you know, oh, I do. Yeah. I I, 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 yeah. But it's, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that's like, obviously the, the getting off a drug is gonna be much more intense than not working out. Like, obviously like, yeah, was I, was I mentally drained from not being able to work out? Of course. But if you're thinking from a drug perspective, like it's, it's a whole, it's a whole other ball game. That's like much more detailed and, and like basically, I mean, I've seen like, you know, going back to my roommate, like he, like when we left school after finals, like we stopped at this gas station so he could pick up jewels because he was like, he, he was like, he was shaking. He was sweating. He it looked like he was, he had like, and the he flu. Like reward like himself had, as well. Like I bet you it's the, the whole reward mentality, like I'll do this till then and then give myself this. It's just, it's just a, a, that, that to me, like I've been through all the phases of addiction. Like I have, and I've experienced like it with weed. Like I have experienced like, yeah. like sometimes where I've been like it, like, Oh, I, I, I thought I needed it to go to sleep. I thought I needed it to do stuff. I thought it made me cool. Like all these little things, but like, it was kind of when I went away and like it, it, I was or on my own during the summer as well. Like if I just did my own stuff and like I didn't think about like other people or like myself as much like that's like overthinking. Like I started realizing that like it's not something I need. It's more so like I, I can always supplement the other things in my life. Like I started I just worked out instead if every time I would think about smoking, like supplement something else that makes you feel good 
or the same. Like I always think you can always swap like the negative with the positive. Like one hundred exactly. Oh, one hundred percent. And I think something that you a word that I want to pick on that you said is like you know when other people or other people say think it's cool. You know, because that's a big thing when you're peer pressure. Uh, young adult and peer pressure. And you know that was a big thing in like high school and even in college. Dude, that, like, that's been around know, since remember, middle school for me. I mean, I I felt like. Middle, middle school was a weird phase because like I, I i never like held any like i never held anything against anyone i just didn't feel wanted like for some reason i just didn't like every time i'd hang out with people i just it maybe that was my anxiety maybe that was my head or whatever but there were certainly times where i put myself in situations where like the people i was hanging out with could not give a shit what happened to me or like what i did or anything about that and they, they probably don't now like, you, know, you know what i mean that's why i know they weren't good people because it's like I can see the ones I was yeah. friends with even back that long that still stand by me. And like, and, it means. And I think that's huge. I think that's huge because, you know, something that I learned recently, and I think uh, a lot of people learn either like now or later in life, or even before, you know, you're 19 is like, you know, one of the biggest lessons that I learned is that you have to love yourself and be your best friend. You, you got to be, be your cheerleader because inevitably, and this is like kind of, sucky to say but no one's gonna be your biggest yeah, yeah, like, except gonna, like especially when you're like just starting out nobody supports you or is gonna help you and like when you're low and like down like the only time people like support you is when you're on that come up when you're on that like wave so it's like exactly. and, and everyone everyone exactly. knows this everyone's heard this shit before everyone's heard like influencers and whoever talks about like all this motivation like all the motivational stuff and like that but it's the truth like it like you do come to a realization one day in your life as an individual that you are the only person that is going to make yourself feel good. Like you can get that stuff through other people, but it, like at the end of the day, nobody gives a fuck. It means nothing. And everyone's just looking out for themselves. Right. Like, like exactly. I always exactly. try and keep the philosophy of like, like I, I believe in a bunch of different like aspects of religion, like in Buddhism, I think like everything you do in this life will affect your next. Right. And like, I, I like right, that right. aspect. I like that idea because that means I can still be a good person, but also by like looking out for myself. And I said this to one of my friends who's like, who's like obsessing over a girl and something like that. I was like, you got to do a 50-50%. You give 50% out, that still means you have 50% for yourself. Like you, like people forget that all the time. They think like when you talk about relationships and relationships could be friendships with family, like with a, like a significant other, it doesn't matter. Like, if you're giving 50% to someone, what happens to the other 50%? Because like, I feel like people just completely forget about it and don't realize that it is still there and you still need that for yourself. And if, if not, then you need 100% for yourself. Like if you're not getting that other 50% from someone else, then there's no point to be giving it. Like, Exactly, exactly. And, and, and that's like a that's a beautiful way to put it because you know I'm very big into mindfulness and Buddhism. I, I really like came into it over quarantine because I, I was like, I was going through a tough time and I kind of found this, I guess you can say religion of, of Buddhism and it opened my eyes to a whole nother world. I mean, it's, it's just something that like, there's things that I do now in my daily life and routine that I didn't do a year ago. Like for example, it's like when I, you know, when I see something negative or, you know, something negative happens to me, you know, whether it's, you know, I don't know, I, someone says something negative i can't hit a a, a pr and a workout i i initially if i t go back a year ago i'd be like oh you know I'm a, i can't do this i'm not strong enough i'm not a good person but with the help of buddhism i bring that in and i'm like okay you know failure is a part mm -hmm. of life it's how it happens it's, it's it's what's supposed to happen 
And this doesn't mean that, you know, my day is in shambles. It just means that this moment in time, it's not going to work. How can we, how can we work around it? How can we get over this hump? How can we get over this, you know, wall of, of failure? Yeah. And then we move on, you know, because that's like the biggest things like people, you know, it's sad to say that people get stuck yeah, behind people, the wall of failure. They think I think also like, like people get scared of, this is what I was saying to like my mate as well. Like if you ever are like finding yourself obsessed over something like a girl or like some other person, you're trying to like, like get out of that like negative mindset. Like there's two things you can do. First of all, viewing something negatively means you're viewing it negatively. You can, I, I'm almost certain that you can find a positive spin on everything. And yeah, some people are like, oh, blah, 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 blah. Like, give me a dumb example, obviously, that you can't put a positive spin on. But like, what I'm trying to say is like, if you have an outlook that you like have on something, right? Let's say I don't, I don't like right. the way this person's talking to me or I'm giving it all this thought. The more thought you give it, the more negative it's going to become because it's just swirling around in your mind and recognizing that and being like, letting it go through once, right? Letting that like thought kind of just travel around your mind. Let all the other possible thoughts that you have go there, but let them only go through once because like knowing that if you do it again, it starts to become negative. It's like a joke. Like if I tell you a joke right. and you laugh at it and I tell you that same joke 10 minutes later, you're not going to, it's going to become less and less funny and more and more negative and more and more annoying. You know what I mean? Repetition is like, exactly. Is the seed to insanity in my mind. Exactly. And, and, and this pursuit is another great, um, like example that I read actually in a, in a Buddhism book recently is that when we, say like something negative happens like i don't know you, yeah. you break your leg you know you're walking in the street and you just you know you break your leg think of that as like a glass you fill that glass with water and then you the the breaking of the leg is a piece of dirt and that dirt just sinks to the bottom but what we tend to do is we tend to stir the dirt so be so the glass becomes so damn foggy and so damn, muddy that you, you know want. just distort muggy that you're like oh my god but in reality you're the one stirring and making a big and just mess. let if it just happen and like and let it happen the one thing that's going to happen is that the dirt's going to go to the ground it's going to settle yeah. onto the bottom of the glass and you're going to you're going to be able to see again because you stopped thinking about it or you stopped worrying about it or you you just like your your thoughts just kind of went a different yeah. direction yeah and like with you that know? as well like if you ever find yourself in those situations where you've got dirt in your glass now um and instead of stirring it, also, I, I've told this to my mate. It, I was like, try new things. Like, go do something that makes you anxious. Like, if you've ever gotten butterflies from talking to, a, like, a person or from trying something out in front of people. Like, for me, it's singing. I, I can't sing in front of people. I personally get so embarrassed, right? right. The other day, I like, I was just recording in the studio and just had some, not recording myself, but, like, just, like, making some music. And I just started singing because one of the songs I just made, I really want to sing over. Even if my voice isn't good. I still want to, and I still did that. And it, it kind of just, I, and when I started getting anxious about it beforehand, I just was like, what if I turn that into excitement? Cause that's basically what butterflies is. It's just nerves that are like in a negative mindset. And as soon as I did that, I felt not only better singing, I, I just like, I did it. And afterwards I was like, I can do this. Like I can sing if I fucking want to, because it doesn't, it doesn't matter what other exactly. people think. I went out and did it. And it's just a matter of like, do new stuff. Don't don't do the same thing every day. If you feel down or if you feel like you can try something new and you kept saying no to it all this time, just go do it. Go do it. Exactly. And that's that's the like that is 
just a hundred percent true because I think a lot of people, you know, and this, and this goes to kind of like another subject of like social media and, and, and a lot of hate is that people get scared. Like people get scared to put stuff out. Like I know I have a a friend of mine who um, is like deathly, not deathly afraid, is is very afraid of not getting enough likes on their posts. They get super, like super, super anxious they get, they freak out. They're like, if I don't get enough likes, I got to take down the post, you know, whether it's like a picture of them at the beach or a picture of them in the forest or whatever, or like, or anything. And it's like, well, don't worry about what other people think about your post just exactly. do it because you want to do if you're it. Doing like, it. That's for the you, biggest that's thing. Different. Is like people, exactly. Like, this is the thing. And this is another lesson that I learned over quarantine and, and getting into Buddhism is like, you understand, it's like, you're here for a short amount of time. And if you're doing stuff to please other people, then and, you're living life and you're completely devo- wrong. You're and living you're life to, time to negative energy. Like you're like you're devoting time exactly. to other things that are yourself, exactly. and that takes away from yourself. And you don't realize that you may feel good by doing these acts for other people. I used to do that. I was a goddamn candy man. I used to, I used to use all my <laughs> like savings or whatever I got from my parents, spend it on candy, and bring it into school. Do you know what I ended up with? I ended up I with no that. money to buy stuff afterwards at school, no money to get sports equipment, <laughs> any music stuff I wanted, and I was upset at home and bored. What did that candy get me? Temporary happiness exactly. for shit. And like one of the – yeah. And that's what we look for. That's what we look for. It's sad. You know, I remember, you know, that's what, you know, teenagers and young adults look for. It's like we need that validation. Like people always want validation. They want that small like slice of just – a couple people it could be like three people could be 10 people saying oh yo that's great or oh yeah that's cool you know or, you know, you're the man more it's like attractive like, so like, like sorry to cut you off at this point but like in in response to like yeah, yeah, yeah. worrying about a post or something you know what's like the most attractive thing to me is when someone posts something online or someone does something online that nobody else does and everyone's like what the fuck like for example my best mates, Exa- my oh my best mates from, from, from Staples just go post themselves nude on their private stories or just like on their stories. And they have the confidence to do that because they don't give a shit what anyone else thinks. And I've never felt more happy, like attracted and just in general, like, like positive about everything they're doing. Like, I'm like, you could, you can go run through like my fucking, my like yard naked screaming my name. And I would have more respect for you than if you talked about doing the same thing over and over again every day and never doing it. Like, like I would easily have, exactly. I, I would easily be like, what the fuck? That person's so weird at the initial time. But God, I would have such respect because I could never do that. People that get angry just don't understand how people can do the things that they can't in the sense. Like, you know what I mean? They're like, how do you have the confidence to do that? Yeah, no, have you ever 100%. told someone? So what? That is the most empowering thing ever. Someone's like, someone's like, why would you do that? Why would you go? Like, I remember I, um, I, I like, I, I made out with one of my guy friends at a party and they were like, why would you do that? That's so gay. I was like, so what? My, the, 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 the dude exactly. that said that to me oh my looked gosh. like so perplexed. He actually just had no words. He went and like stopped and just stared at me. I was like, so fucking what? Like, what does this mean to you? Not your life, not your problem. It affected you for 10 seconds. Who cares? And the rest of the night, I could tell that thought was in his mind while I was having the best time. 
You know why? And this is and this is a really interesting fact because, and I agree with you on everything you've just said because that is a hundred percent true. I think that one of the most like attractive things that people can do is things that are just out of the blue, out of the ordinary, that aren't the same. That like you know everybody can post a, a bikini pic on or or, or, or you know how a, confident a bathing suit pic on Instagram. You, but like. If you could post a nude on your private story, like that's where I'm yeah. like, bam, like, whoa, when what? Like, you're like, wow, like you have the balls to do that. That is something that that is like attractive because it's like, here's the thing is like people, everybody wants to be in this circle, like a metaphorical circle of safety where it's like, okay, you know, I'm not going to get judged if I post this. I'm not going to get judged. And then you have those very few people that I actually like and enjoy that go outside of that circle and are doing crazy shit and are being like, you know, screw the people inside the circle. I'm going to, I'm going to go, you know, freaking, I don't even know. I can't even think of them right now, but like get yeah. outside of that circle. And those, and like of not, course the people inside the circle are going to be like, like, I'm not saying makeup's like a thing you know that I mean? everyone feels they have to, but like, I know that like girls will dress up. Like I have friends here that dress up for Instagram. Like they literally will dress up to get a few photos right. that night and that's it. And they also do it to like make themselves feel good. Like they don't do it. Like just for Instagram, obviously, but you like the intent is that they liked other people to see the post that they're posting and they like to get the attention that way. And they accept that. Right. Which is different from like just doing it because you feel you have to or and like also like they don't edit their photos really or they try not to. They're, they're more of like people that are like, yeah, like this is new for me. I haven't been editing my photos and stuff like that. But like even trying small stuff like that, like we're not saying make the big jump, like go cold turkey with. But but once again, right? These are all just new things to try, and I feel like that's what the world what the world is nowadays. Like nobody really cares. Everything's so fucked up. Like like if you if you really care, <laughs> it should be about the things that are already fucked up. Like we don't have any more white rhinoceroses left on the fucking planet. That that's not like yeah. I'm not big animal activist. But if you if you told me that someone's family bloodline was getting erased off you'd be a little you'd you'd actually have more of a reaction i feel like than being like oh another animal's gone and extinct extinct right functionally extinct that's in that's that's mind-blowing to me that like yeah i mean it's, it's crazy i think like that's a great point is that people you know hopefully can realize that there's so much craziness going on in this world that you know, like, you stepping mean out shit. of your comfort doesn't zone and you doing I'm stuff like, doesn't mean anything. Mean like, a positive it, thing, though. It, it doesn't, doesn't mean shit. <laughs> because, like, that should that it should is, give you is. a sense of freedom. Yeah. That should give you a sense of, like, oh, my God, wait. It doesn't mean shit. Because there's so much other stuff that is more significant than us individually right now that anything we do probably doesn't oh, mean a fucking thing in this world. Like, here's the thing is, like, people need to understand that you know, and I, and I learned this lesson too, you know, very hard is that a lot of us think that whatever we do is significant. Oh, I mean, of course, it is significant. Oh, no. that, that came out kind of. My, can you hear me now? I, what was that? So I know you're back now. Yeah. Can you hear me? Am I back? Yeah. Um, but what I'm saying is like, you know, we we all think that we're very significant, which we are, but it feels, sometimes it feels that a lot of us put the pressure on that. If we don't, if we don't put out this persona or, you know, character that oh, the world is going to topple over. It's like, no, 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 it doesn't like we as, as individuals have a short amount of time to do what we love. 
no matter what it is, make music, do a podcast, write a song, become an actor, you know, fly a plane, doesn't matter. Do what you love and fuck everybody else's opinion because here's the thing is everybody else's opinion should not matter to you. And I learned that that is one of the best lessons that I've learned in 2020 is that people's opinions of you don't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter. I mean, like, matter, you can you, know? you can try your best to, because one day, like what will happen is everyone will grow out of that phase of like oh i need to be on instagram and if not you just find your people like there's there's seven there's more than seven yeah. billion on this fucking planet you're gonna find someone that likes the same stuff as you you're gonna find friends that are like you like and if you don't you you're I guarantee you can go look and find them. I guarantee that that's just putting yourself out of your comfort zone, going to find that. And if you don't like making friends with people, that's your personal choice as well. But understanding the situations and knowing that you have access to all this shit, the same access like like to like friends and like anyone does. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, exactly. Like there there's the there are so many people on this world in this world. There's like 7 billion plus people. Like you're going to, you'll find your people. Don't worry about, and here's the other thing is like, you don't have to please. Dude, and trying to think you're who you are, it's going to make yourself like that's, pressure that's... too. Like I used to do that all the time. I used to think I had yeah. to, I'm like, I still kind of do, but it's, I use that as more of like a motivation. I'm like, I want to try and make everyone feel as good as I do when I make music or like when I, like the same feeling I get from making music or listening to music, right? Because I've, um, I think it's synesthesia where yeah. the, like you can see colors when you close your eyes and shit like that, and that's all. Um, like that's right. also kind of the reason I do like like making music because I can paint pictures in my head a little bit. Um, I, I fucking right. love that. Like it, it makes it it makes it seem more realistic, and I, it, it's it's crazy. And I think, you know, so speaking of your music, I mean, it's, you know, your music is, is something that I, I really appreciate that, by the way, basis. I like that so much. Um, Cause like, I, like when it comes to like, even listening to music myself, I hardly like do it. It's, it's weird. Like, I mean, it's just, it's, you know, I, and this is also kind of like a side note here. It's like, I always think that the people that are doing, like doing stuff like you, like me in this podcast and you and with your music, and then I have a couple other buddies that are doing stuff like those are the people that I am drawn to because like, it's not, it's not like you're just doing this. And of course you're doing this for fun. Like we all do this. This, this makes us happy, but you're also doing this because you know, there's a purpose, there's a meaning behind it. There's not, you know, you, there's a meaning behind you making music. And I, and I find that like very, very interesting. And, and it's also like, you know, I'm also there to, to help everybody, you know, everybody has a yeah. dream and everyone's got to get that support. And, you know, th this, the, so the music, the first, I think this is like your first yeah. album. You well, I mean, I made awesome EPs right? with Casey, but those are out on his channel. So the first one I, I posted because I only made beats. Like I right. only really make beats. I've recorded a few tracks for myself, but I, I just never released them and I don't like them as much. But I, I like, I was like, what can I actually release that people will listen to? that doesn't need singing and i went oh lo-fi <laughs> and they kind of all fit together right and i mean the, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of lo-fi i listen to lo-fi all the time and you know th this like this is just like a for the listeners like this is an album you can just throw on like when you're at home just chilling in bed or like if you just want to like vibe out like I, this I really is the album that. that actually means a lot to because that's it's just goal. Like, that's what i was doing like, every day i'd be sat in my bed like, i have like uh, my room has like sliding doors it's all one hat like one level on the house you remember 
Um, and so like yeah, I'd look yeah. out my window and I'd hear and, birds chirping in the and like um, and I actually recorded some of them and like put them in the album. I think that's in Sick Day. It, you can hear the birds chirping outside my door, and I was literally like, "This is the vibe I need like for this entire album," and it, and it fits. I like it. So yeah. So so did you make? um this album so funny enough actually like um some of the songs i think there were three songs i made it was the piano ones mostly not the the first song um painful mindset um but um Mm -hmm. uh, i think it was the second song um uh what was that one that was uh sedated was that ammonia or seraphine i think it was ammonia and seraphine was the other one I made those in England at earlier that year, yeah, but yeah. I think like the rest of them. Oh, and Ecstasy. Actually, I really liked Ecstasy, which is like um, the do do do. I can't really hum it. I can't actually, but like it, it started with like bells in the background yeah. and stuff like that. Um, that I also made in England. Um, but the other ones, I, I just kind of sat down at home and I was like, I, I got to bust this out, and I, I made. Uh, the first song, which was my absolute favorite on that uh, um, album, that was not the that was the fucking painful memory one. That one, yeah. And I think painful memory is just like it's the beginning. Obviously, the beginning is yeah. I, well, actually, you some of it isn't. I that. took that siren it... <laughs> sample that, and I, that's what I do with like a lot of my music. I add the human element to make it seem like you're just there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so what was like the, like, because it's like, so painful memory is the, it's like, I'm trying to it's think. It's the Bojack Horseman. It's the, it's the, it's the, it's the, like, the girl that plays whatever her name in, in Bojack Horseman in between Bojack. And they're talking about like, she lives this fake lifestyle. The whole point of that episode is like, that's one of the first few episodes. She's like, she lives this really fake lifestyle. She like pretends to be this actress and like, and then in this moment, she's talking to Bojack and actually breaking down and like if you've seen bojack it's a very dark humor show that like kind of hides it with how it, it just sounds happy yeah. all the time like even when they're talking about fucked up stuff and um so i kind of was going through this moment in my life where i just came back from england i missed all my friends i had done some stuff that year i really just didn't like i wish i hadn't like i wish i'd done differently and um right i don't know like i kind of just sat down one night and i was like man i miss my friends and these became painful memories like these became like moments i was like i don't think i'm ever gonna get to see them again and i was like i'm stuck here for corona and i'm gonna have no one i'm not like my parents wouldn't let me go out like see my friends even like wearing masks and stuff like that so it's like i was like yeah i i I was i thought i was gonna be alone that entire summer and then i kind of wrote that so yeah, and then that's I think that's like a feeling that we all had when you know when Corona hit was like, you know, it was just like you were stuck at home. You were you were sent home from school. You couldn't do anything. You were just like in your room, or you could go like maybe outside into your yard, and it was just it just you just felt like alone. You know, I remember like I like like my brother and I we had to go. Oh, yeah, like no, no, yeah, me and my, my whole we were, family we were lost every day. Mind. We couldn't do it. It was insane. Like it was crazy. You know. And it was, but like, I think one of the, actually the biggest reasons I, I got into lo-fi music was because of the pandemic of, of quarantine. Because I was like, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I, I love music. I listen to music like all the time, but like, I was like trying to find a genre where I was like, 
where can where can my mind like escape? Because music is basically an escape for your mind and your and your body and your soul. And I was like, what type of music can I just like put you don't on? Have to focus. Put my you don't even have on, to just, focus like, on it. Like, like I like electronic music and stuff like that, and like house. It gives you that feeling. But lo-fi is so repetitive and just so simple that you're like, and it's it's like it's always got that warm element to it. Like, in if you look like listen to my beats, if like I I always listen very in depth because I made them obviously, but. There's static in the background. Right. There's like birds chirping. There's cafe conversations. There's little like things I do in all my songs to make it feel warm. Like at the drop of painful memory, that that synth, I left yeah. the low end a little bit more open because I got that warm feeling every time I played it. And it just kind of like consumed my soul. It like it took everything out of my mind and put it into the song. Like it, it was so good. Dude, and I, I like the. Oh, you broke up again. Wait one second. No, you're back. You're Sorry, back. can you hear me? My back. Yep. Yeah, someone was calling me. Um. So speaking of painful memories, so what I was when I was listening to it, the the drop is like, you know, we're going to the planetarium. You know, like right there, and like yeah. that that like just those three words like took me somewhere. And the drop. Do you get came. chills? Do you get do you get chills? <laughs> you know, I, like, I'm just curious, like, because I, I get them all the time. Like, no, I get, I get them. Like, I was like, oh, like, it was just like, you know, I was listening to it and I was like, oh, it's like the conversation for the first like 20 ish seconds. And you're like, we're going to the planetarium and the whole thing. And then the beat just comes in. It's just like, I was like, holy crap. Like, I've been just oh. transported, man. Yeah. Because that just like, that, like, that's what like is so cool about like this type of genre, like house, you know, uh, lo fi, basically any like dancer or like beat music. Like, that's what you can do because I think the beat can actually like, you and the beat can become one. In yeah, some way. You know, like when you when you have lyrics, I like it sometimes becomes too personal. It becomes too much of something you can relate to. Like if exactly. a sounds familiar, if they say a line, like everyone interprets lyrics differently. A line about being too far away could mean that you're too far away from someone you hate, or um, you're too far away from someone you love. It's just a matter of what's going on in your life. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, so exactly. When you don't have any of those lyrics, you can only let the music tell you what's going on. You know what I mean? So and that's much, yeah. I feel like that's much harder to interpret. Right. Can you hear me? Yeah. 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 Right, sure. Um, but yeah, no, that, that's like, that's, you know, that's like what's super important is like, I think you have to have that kind of balance too when it comes to making music. It's like you want to put that human element in there. You know what I'm saying? 1000%. You know? But um, yes. Yeah, so, so so like, just this is like kind of like a broad question. But what got you into making music? Like you know, you go to school in the UK for, I believe, making music, right? Yeah, mixing and mastering is actually my course, which so, is like how I got into it is weird. Um, I kind of was like, I always was into it. I when I was a kid, I wanted to get like one of those dexes that you can mix songs on and like I'd make remixes, and then like I thought it would be cool to play guitar. Um, because I liked the instrument and I wanted to play it. And then, like, I, I think someone was like, girls will like you if you do that. When I was, <laughs> I was like, I was like, yeah, awesome. <laughs> no, never take that advice. <laughs> if someone tells you to play an instrument where to get curls, don't do it. Just don't do it. I, I now have a light-up keyboard and a desktop monitor. I'm that typical meme where you walk into the guy's room and he's got a light-up keyboard, mate. Like, That's... That's actually pretty dope, though. I got. Oh, oh my God. No, it's, it's funny as fuck. But um, and then I guess it was, 
it was my junior year. I downloaded SL Studios just to look at it. I didn't touch it really. I, I, I kind of like, I, I knew I had it downloaded and I was like, cool, that's whatever. Then senior year, I kind of started like saying I was a producer and stuff like that. Right. And, but like, I had no clue what I was doing. I hadn't made any really beats. I was just like playing like four notes on the keyboard. It was like music and tech class at Staples. If you know what I right. mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Casey Cohen came along and he was like, Hey, I heard you like actually make music because I was friends with Joe and Joe like actually makes really good music and stuff like yeah. that. But um, it like I, I was like, yeah, no, I don't make music. Like what I make isn't music, <laughs> right? And so then we, we started messing around a bit. And I started taking it more seriously because someone wanted me to actually do something for them or would want to do something with me. And right. uh, we made we just made a fucking EP that summer. We we're like our senior year summer. And we we're like, all right, let's bust one out. Why not? And I, f- I made some awesome tracks. Like I really liked those tracks. I, I, those were definitely unique for me. If I could go back and like tell myself how to edit them properly, I would have because they don't sound mixed well. But like, yeah, that kind of inspired me. And I was like, dude, I gotta do music. Like I have to do this. This shit is just too much fun. Um, that was that might have actually been junior year, junior year summer. Cause yeah. Because in senior year, I had to make my beat portfolio, and like I, I quit out of spring track, which I will forever apologize to Laddie for. Like, I, <laughs> like I, I apologize to so many people for that. Uh, I feel terrible, but like I, I can't thank them enough for supporting me and letting me do that because I've actually made it this far, and I've, I've, I've been making beats daily. Like the, the ones I did yesterday, I made five beats yesterday. They all sound really well mixed, and like if I had told myself I was doing that like a year or two ago. I would have been like bullshit like there's no way because i right but like i don't know it, it didn't like really become serious until i went to school here because i was like oh i'm now doing it for real and then i figured out when i came here funnily and like funny enough that i'd already taught myself most of the shit they were learning and that i could just do it myself so i, I continued to teach myself all throughout that year didn't really make any music last year and then quarantine quarantine came around. I was like, this is the perfect time. Like, this is my time. I don't have any distractions. I literally can't go out. All I can do is music. And I hunkered down. And that's like where I was like lost on earth, lo-fi, made another EP with Casey. I've got stuff out with like mates here. His name's Clay, Clay Music, Clay Music on his Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's really good. I, I like his voice. He's a great singer. Um, I've got some other friends out here that I haven't gotten to meet up with like key and cloud i love that guy he's got a good voice as well like just a bunch of people out here that are always like supportive and like stuff like that and so that kind of led me into the direction of like i want to do this for the rest of my life and hopefully i can yeah and that's and that's like you know that's why it's so important to like you know make sure that you you know like you have a goal like you have a goal in mind and clearly you can put the work in you know, and that's yeah. what it's all about. So you put the work in, and and I think what what's what's different from like you know people that just kind of make music to make music, and you is that you have like a a soul passion, like you have a reason that like you can sit down like yesterday and make five beats, and like they're all yeah, different. Takes, they all feel they all feel and sound different, man. Yeah, you know, like it t- it may take you know six hours, seven hours, but like you can sit down and do that because you're like you have the love and passion for. It. A lot of people can just like they spend an hour and they're like, ah, that's it for me. I can't do that. Like, but you like, that's why I think when, whatever you do in life, whether it's, you know, make music, podcasts, uh, writing, you know, acting, it's like, you have to have an absolute admiration for the career you want to go. Because if you don't, then you're kind of, you're always going to be kind of like 
pushing it aside or, you know, dreading making, it. Up, making up excuses. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I agree with that. Like I've always thought about my life and like where I want it to be. To be honest, I, I don't know where it's going to be and I don't really care because at the end of the day, I've got so many plans in my mind where it's like if I if I failed musically or in school or anything like that, mm-hmm. there's times in my life I would just be like, okay, cool. I'm going to go move off somewhere like California, Colorado, work in the um, cannabis industry because I have a few friends that would help me out and like they'd give me really secure jobs that pay better than current jobs in America and you don't need <laughs> licenses for, right? right. Or, I mean, not licenses, degrees for or shit like that. Because it's like they teach you what to do there. They teach you how to do all that stuff. And I just make music on the side. I just sit there on my in my daily life living a happy, simple life because I don't need the complex things in life. I just want to be able to make my music and have people like it. The idea, like the ideal lifestyle is just to have so many people like it that I'm making so much money from it that I don't need another job or don't need to do something. Right. But obviously, uh, it, like... Uh, I'm I'm okay with doing the simple life. Like I, I know that music's one of those things that's a long game anyway. So it's like if I blow up when I'm 30, that's better than not blowing up at all. That's better than exactly. That's better than me giving up in my 20s and shit like that. And like just like completely devoting myself to another job that's nine to five or some shit like that. But if I go into something else I love that I can do on the side that doesn't seem like a job but just supports my living and my lifestyle. What the fuck else do I need? Like, what else? Exactly. Do I, what else do I need? Exactly. I mean, that's that's exactly right. Like, I think for me, one of my fears in life is to get a nine to five job. And I know you know nine to five; it's very secure, and you know you get you know whatever. That's just not what I want to do. Like, I can't. I do not see myself no. like going on to a nine to nine to five job because it's just it's just not what i envision for myself you know because that's just like we i've seen you know i talked to my friends about this is like you know people that have nine to five jobs are some of the most miserable people and, and I'm, not, I'm not saying everybody but majority of people because they're going to work and they're and what they're doing is not what they what they really want to do they have something else in mind they want to do but they're just lazy and they don't want to do it you know i like one of my one of my goals and aspirations is to bring this podcast to eventually eventually hopefully get brought onto a bigger company and i just do this you know get to- five days a week you know what i mean yeah that's the lifestyle and that'd be the dream and also you know i think one of the things that i learned is like i don't need i mean of course you know would i love to live in a mansion sure but i don't like i don't need the big rich lifestyle i just need, i like i love a simple life you know as long as i get to do what i love and i get to travel and i get to <laughs> to meet new people that's all i really need in life i don't really need you know the seven million dollar house <laughs> you know overlooking malibu but of what i like that sure but if i don't get that like i'm not gonna be like distraught and, and upset at myself i'll just be like you know i, I can i love the simple lifestyle yeah. i really do my i really love the simple lifestyle my ideal like my ideal life would be like if i could like same thing as you like literally just like be able to wake up fucking make a few beats make like six beats in a day sell them for a bit of money just relax and chill out or i want a home studio like that's all i want i want a home studio and and i want (laughs) just a place to like where i can blast music so loud and i don't have neighbors being like turn it down or anything like that i can just be in there all hours of the night because i swear to god i will like like, (laughs) as soon as like i'm planning on doing some different stuff this coming next year and hopefully, like, if there's vaccines available and, like, travel is more readily available, like, and stuff like that. Then, then, like, we were discussing last night, I'd love to go to, like, Australia and shit like that. But also, 
yeah in mind and like um and another mindset like i'd also like to just like work a year as a producer and not think about school and not do anything school related and not have any other pressures but just to make music and like where i could i i was thinking about like here you can bet like you know storage spaces like the yeah. garages and stuff like that and like in warehouses you can yeah. rent those out and technically you can go in them and you can go in them till whatever hour you need or want and so i was thinking of because garage bands play like in storage spaces I was thinking of literally setting up a desk and my speakers at a separate location so that it becomes a nine to five job where it's like a, not really a nine to five, but like I just go there and I can blast my music as loud as I fucking want to whatever time. And like I'm in a warehouse. So who the fuck <laughs> is going to care? You know, like, exactly. Right. Like that, that would be that would be sick. And they're pretty cheap per month. Like it's like depending on how big you get them obviously but like right yeah but like doing stuff like that seems so much more fun to me because like i could invite people into the studio and stuff like that i could obviously this is in the future hoping covid is a little bit better but like in the sense of like i could have people around to the studio just whenever and it wouldn't be an, like an issue getting artists to come by it would like because i'm always available and because right. I, I know what I'm doing so much. And I, I, I do feel confident in my abilities. Like I, I, I've, I've realized that a lot of my previous mistakes were just doubting myself and giving up too early, like you said. Like right. giving up after an hour. Like I used to, what I would do is I'd make, in FL, you have this like beat maker path, right? Where you can do it in one section. It's like an eight bar loop or a four bar loop. And that's where most, right. most things can be made and are quick and easy, right? But if you don't lay that out and separate it and make the little edits and just like cuts from the drums or the, the sounds and, and, and you can see this in my most recent songs that I've been making now, like there's that one big impact at the drop. It goes silent. I add like maybe a moan or like a, a shout or something else to just like give you that break where you're like, and then it goes right back in and, and it just, it, it adds such a, a nice element to it. I don't know how to say it. Yeah, no, I mean, that's like, that's like the other level that you have to get to, I think. And as like, you know, as a podcaster, like, that's what I, you know, obviously, last year, I was doing um, everything based off my computer, yeah. or my phone or whatever. And I was like, you know, I was using like these beginner, you know, but it sounds websites. professional and like, you've been increasing and like, I, I yeah, think, exactly. I think doing different like segments and like, stuff like that's always cool. And I love how you have like different people on like, Right. So like what I was doing before is like, I was just kind of doing the basics, you know, like just kind of getting, wasn't really thinking like each, each episode through, like I would just kind of have, have an idea and then I just kind of put it out there. Now it's like, you know, I spend like a couple hours like planning the episode, getting the music ready, actually doing the episode and then like spending a couple hours like editing, putting it together, make sure it sounds good, make sure the audio, because I, I was like, I remember at the beginning, like, like a year and a half ago when I started doing these, like I was like, I didn't, I like, I had no idea how to control the audio because I didn't, I had to learn that. So when I actually like learned that I was like, Oh shit. Like you can this actually yeah, like makes this. a big difference. Yeah. You could, it makes, you know, it makes a big difference. It really does. So, and it's like, you had to make sure like, if you want to do this, like long-term, like you got to be willing to take it to the next level because everybody can, you know, I've seen everybody can do a podcast, but it's like, yeah. what are I mean, you going like, to do to make it to the next level to make it sound wait, that much better? It. Can you hear me? Phone call again. Hold on, can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, you're good. Yeah. Um, be, like, can you take it to the next level of, you know, 
making it sound better. So like for you, it's like, you know, really adding those like key elements that like maybe as a regular listener, like we wouldn't hear, but you would hear as a producer because it just makes it sound that much That's better. That's the exact, this is the thing I was about to say, like the thing about everything nowadays and the reason things are successful is because they make things so easy or make all the stuff that you would normally notice and be like, oh, that sounds different. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so like if I didn't add background noise, you would notice a gap somewhere and you'd be like, that sounds different, but I don't know why. Right. And then like, right, like right. everything is kind of made for us to do without a, an issue. You know what I mean? Like look at social media. TikTok is so easy because you yeah. <laughs> wiping up. All you have to do is swipe up mate. That is ingenious. I wish I thought of that. I wish I could have like thought of like the amount like dude, that is golden. How much how easily accessible it is and how much information they take in on like what you do. They've taken how long you look at a post. They take in what posts you like and how often you like the post. How often you are intrigued in content and they start fucking feeding you more of the content you need. That is exactly insane. That is, it's really that crazy. It's really crazy. That is literally the episode of Rick and Morty where they do the Love Makers app, and and like everyone uses it and like goes crazy about it. Like I I know that's like probably their intent or whatever. It maybe wasn't, but also at the same time, like I every time someone goes, no, I hate TikTok or anything like this, or oh, I don't like, TikTok, yeah, and they download it. The next, I, I, the next thing I see is they they just like everyone's out. They just continuously on it and I have nothing against it, right? Like I, I need to be on it more. I need to be doing videos on it, but I personally just don't go scrolling through it as much because like, I, I don't, yeah. like, it, it's just like, I, I don't like the idea of someone constantly controlling how much, like how much I like stuff. I have a very addictive personality. Like, right, like right. I already know that with social media. Like, I even go on Instagram too much. Like, I'll literally, like, check it too much. And it's just, like, that's... But it's, like, I think that's what, like, with me... I mean, I remember at the beginning of quarantine, I was on TikTok a lot. Like, I was just... Because it was, one, I was just bored. But, two, I started noticing these trends of, like... You know, before the quarantine started, I, I had never gone on TikTok. Like, I had mm-hmm. never... Oh was like on the app. <laughs> I was, like, eh, you, you know, I, I went on it, like, once. Did you see the sale? Did you look... Oh my god, it was crazy! <laughs> it was crazy. Uh, so like when 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 quarantine hit, I was like, uh, you know, I guess I can just go through a couple of videos. Uh, when I when I tell you I was on this app for like an hour, hour and a half, like I was like, holy crap! And the next day I was on it again because obviously they they like took down the information like what I liked, what I didn't like, what amused me, what didn't amuse me, what I was interested, what I wasn't interested in, and they started putting that stuff out there like on my for you page and i was like oh my god wait this is like this is insane Dude, it, so i was obviously it, gonna go it, back it, to the app. It, that, that's literally what my friend said to me like when i was talking to him i was like i don't want to download the app he's like why not i was like i just don't want to like have to go through scrolling through shitty content and like i don't want to deal with like all the bullshit and everyone that said this to me they go it only takes one day and then it gives you all the content you want and i was like that's yeah. that's not scary to you like that's terrifying to me that someone can it's can scary. understand so much about my brain and what I like based on me swiping my thumb and looking at a screen for how long? Like what? Well, that's that's like have you seen the the Netflix documentary, The Social Dilemma? 
I actually haven't, but I've been told to so okay, many so times. It's, it's literally that's literally what it is. So it's basically like tech moguls and, and tech geniuses, basically going on an interview and telling people, like, yeah, like this is how we know you from just your likes to your swiping up and down on TikTok to what you view on on Instagram. Like they know you in literally two days just because of what you like. And I was like, holy crap, I'm getting off Instagram. I'm getting off TikTok just for a little bit because this is like scary as shit because now they know who I am or not know who I am, but like they can like, they'll send me like a, a lifting video and they'll, they know that I'll like it or they know that I'll watch it. I, I know, and, like that's how and, crazy and, like, is. yeah, people like there, there's obviously times where it's like, yeah, you follow certain content because that's what you're interested in. So of course it's going to recommend you similar right. content. But uh, what I don't like is like, the ability to like recommend so much content that is similar or that is exactly like what I like that it consumes hours of my day. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Like that's, that's what I get worried about is like when, when you're on the, like I had a friend back at school and he, and you know, this is like pre pre Corona in like first semester and he got sick. Like he got like, you know, the flu or whatever. And he was in his bed and I, and I came into his room. I was like, yo, you want to get dinner or something? He's like, yeah, sure. I was like, what have you been doing all day? He's like, I was on TikTok. I was like, from what time to what time? He's like, I went on at like one and I just got off. Five hours. Five hours. He was on TikTok for five hours straight. I have no hate towards it. We sound like, we sound like, like oh, we're cool because we're not on TikTok or whatever. No, but like, I'm. No, but I'm, I'm on like, TikTok. I mean, I, I it's you like, know. it's. I go on TikTok all the time. Just, it's just like, I just find that intimidating. Like, I just can't get over that fact right now. And like, I know that it's going to be important because like my music's going to need to be on there. I'm going to need a way to promote it. And I'm going to need a way to get it on there. Like, cause like, first of all, I, I, I've already uploaded like one song on the TikTok, but like, I, there's no way anyone's going to use it. Cause like, I don't use it and there's no way anyone knows me. And like, but right. I've seen how much shit can grow so quickly that like it's a constant like I, I would have to go through the cringy phase of making tiktoks and i just don't want to i don't want to yeah. do that at all i don't want to <laughs> do that at all like no thank you like if <laughs> that may be the thing i have to try that's new but no fucking thank you i've still like rejected this forever i've I just barely downloaded I it i've just barely downloaded it and that's because my mate sends that's... me TikToks. And that's it. And like, I have one follower and I follow one person. And it's me and my mate. It's literally, I mean, it's literally like, the oh. thing is, is, is like, you have to go through just posting rent, like your stuff and getting like no likes or zero views and just like posting on like a daily, excuse me, or weekly basis. And then eventually you'll blow up. But like going through that phase is like really TV. like... I don't even know the word. Yeah, it's tedious and it's like, oh, I don't know. Draining. Do it's like, tedious, draining, yeah. and a bit like uncomfortable because you're gonna be sat there and you're just gonna be like, oh my god, this suck. These suck, dude. And like, <laughs> but yeah, like, and each it's the same thing with making YouTube videos. The same thing with making music. It's anything. And to be very blunt, yes, it is creative, but dear lord, do I not? think it should be profiting as much like i understand how much is in the market so it is understandable why they make that much but i also don't think yeah. it's like there should be some balance between like 
like like I, I don't, you know what i mean like i, I feel like i, I yeah. feel like there's got to be a better distribution of whether it's like the content from movies that they take the content from music like the samples from advertisements uh youtube videos like how could that be not amended but like kind of considered because like because like right. I, I don't want it to be like oh yeah you have to get back to these people like but at the same time like imagine imagine having like yeah it's free advertising to songs so like people don't give a fuck but what i'm saying is like like imagine a youtube video right for example that youtuber his content has to like has like a five second segment that is now on tiktok and the youtube video is now useless completely useless and that tiktok could blow the fuck up have millions and millions and millions and millions of views on different videos and they get not a fucking cent for each one of those videos so that 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 becomes a little bit of like a wait a second that's a bit weird because now okay sure he gets on tiktok but what if it's just that one video that blows up you know what I mean? They're like a little right. that. that was his one song, but then he got the copyright strike and shit like that, and then he had to deal with that later. But he still made money from it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, and I think you know, I speaking of like people that are on that have YouTube channels that also have TikToks. Like, there's this guy who is on YouTube. He makes like seven or eight minute vlogs or whatever, but he posts like the pranks that he does on TikTok. But his TikTok, the TikTok videos that he, get does, that he puts out, get oh, way easy, more easy. views every like, time. Because nobody watches it. Like, I mean, it's yeah, because, obviously, like, it's because, people it's watch because the it's vlog. so accessible. And because people don't have time to watch seven minute videos anymore, they have time to go watch 800 seven second videos. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. And that's why I think TikTok is genius because it's like, there's not, I, I guess there's like a time limit. I think it's like a minute and 30 or two minutes. But like, that's why it's so powerful is like you can watch like everybody has time to watch a minute 30 second video but nobody has time to watch a full seven to eight minute segments uh video you can scroll through as many tiktoks as you want and it could be and obviously it's going to be like you know time's going to feel like it's going by really fast but you probably already watched like 20 videos but they're like shorts like oh yeah yeah yeah. like I, i can i can keep watching it because it's not going to be time consuming in your mind. It's obviously you think it's not time consuming, but inevitably it is time consuming because Dude, you're watching 800, 800, like, six second or seven second videos is around an hour and a half. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> you don't realize exactly. that, but that's probably what people have watched today. And if you think about it, they're like minute videos sometimes when it's like tutorials or whatever, but it's so quick and engaging because it's always switching from ingredient to ingredient on like the cooking ones or like from the like beat ones where they're like, this is what comes first. Blah, blah, blah. Those tutorial ones like are still fast paced. It's like four, it's like eight different yeah. clips in the same video. So it's not like, You've watched like you've watched a full song be made in fucking sixty seconds, mate. That is that like that. That's bonkers. People do that on YouTube videos because they want you to see how it's done and shit like that. But it's like sometimes, sometimes they just like you don't know how long they've actually spent on it. You you really don't. Like you have no fucking clue. Yeah. Except for the ones where they make it where they make it live with the like Ableton push and like they're like playing the beat and stuff like that. Those ones are sick. I fuck with those because it's like that's actually recording live and like showing you that's technically playing an instrument. Like I've, I've treated right, yeah. me using my computer as an instrument now. 
because if I don't, then it's it's me just making beats on a computer. You know what I mean? I'm playing an I'm yeah. I'm playing an instrument, and I need to make this instrument sound perfect because I have a really nice instrument, right? You know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. And the, the, I think those are the videos, like, like for example, like when you were going live, you started Instagram, like you were live. For, Dude, I I was live for like so I went <laughs> off. I didn't make any beats with like um when I was first live with you, and then like I, I kind of like closed yeah. that one, saved that, but I I, I put it off. And then I made, uh, but went on live again when my other mate was in the room. It was Rob. Um, and then we were making beats together and, or he was just kind of there listening. And I ended up making four beats and, uh, or five beats actually in the span of like, I think it was, I think it was around three hours or four hours or some shit. Like but, yeah. So like, that's cool because like you're putting it out there and like, like, oh, like, like that, like you said, like that is your instrument. Like that is what you're doing. I don't, I, and I, I don't like you know. If yeah, you're I don't give guitar. a fuck as well because like I, I really like to like just have that content there because like sometimes people do like go listen. It's if it's on the IGD like TV series, then people will go listen through sometimes. And if you like look at certain points, I'm gonna start like I'll put it in the comment section. Like I say it each time when I'm like I'll play the beat through once through, and then I'll be like, okay, it's done. And then like you, I'll like start putting it in the comment section where those points are at, so people can like go through and see like what like the beat started with or what it like came from. You know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that's it's really smart. I mean, I'm thinking about doing that today. Um, not with music, but with my fitness channel, or yeah. my regular channel on Instagram, I'm going to go live uh, during a, a specific workout just because like, you know, because I, I always post like you see like clips yeah, yeah. or snippets or pictures of me working out like this. I just wanted to see like, just to just test it out again. I don't know how it's going to go, but just kind of me actually doing like maybe like a couple mm-hmm. of sets going live. So you can actually see it actually mm-hmm. happening. You know what I mean? So we'll see how it goes. I mean, who knows? It could work out. It might not work out. Um, but like doing stuff like that is like super, super important. Yeah, like, you you got to I mean? try everything with like social media as you can. But like seriously, <laughs> no, I, I, I seriously mean it. Like it's frustrating, but like it, it's kind of how everything's shared. And especially when we're all at home. So it's like, and you can exactly, like also bro. just show around your gym because like it'd be sick to see like all your equipment and like what you actually use and stuff like that. Like, you know? yeah. So stay tuned for that. Right, it's coming up today. Hopefully, hopefully. But um, Xander, thank you so yeah. much, brother, for coming on the show. Really I really appreciate you taking the time. It was, it was my pleasure, man. Um, this one's gonna come out tomorrow, so I'll uh, keep you updated on the editing process and no. whatnot. But uh, take it easy, brother. Keep it up with the music. And yeah, uh, sounds we'll see good. You later. See you around. My senses.